Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start our day in prayer. This is Saturday, and we're in the fifth week of the Easter season. Easter is not just one day, but a season made up of a week of weeks. This week, we continue our reading of the Acts of the Apostles, and today we find Paul still confined under house arrest in Caesarea. Please feel free to send me an email with any stories or insights or even questions that you might have uh, as we make our way through this week. You can send them to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Acts, chapter 24. After five days, Ananias the high priest came down to Caesarea with some of the elders and with a barrister named Tertullus. They told the governor what they had against Paul. Paul was summoned and Tertullus began his speech of accusation. Most excellent Felix, we are enjoying great peace because of you. Through your wise foresight and planning, things have greatly improved for this people. We welcome it in every way, in every place, and with every feeling of gratitude. But so as to not keep you waiting any longer, I beg you, of your forbearance, to listen to us briefly. We find this fellow to be a public nuisance. He, serves up, he stirs up civil strife among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader in the sect of the Nazareans. He even tried to defile the temple but we caught him. If you examine him yourself, you will be able to find out about all these things of which we are accusing him. The Jews added their voices to this speech, agreeing that it was just as had been told. The governor motioned to Paul to speak. I understand that you have been governor of this nation for several years now, he began, and therefore I am all the more pleased to make my defense before you. You will be able to discover that it is not more than twelve days since I came up to worship in Jerusalem. They didn't find me disputing with anybody in the temple, nor was I stirring up a crowd, either in the synagogue or elsewhere in the city. They can provide no proof of any of the charges that they are now bringing against me. But this much I will confess to you, 
that it is true that I do worship the God of my ancestors according to the way which they call a sect. I believe everything which is written in the law and the prophets, and I hold to the hope in God for which they also long, that there will be a resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous. For that reason, I make it by settled aim to have a clear conscience before God and the people. For several years, I've been collecting alms and offerings to bring to my nation. That was the business I was engaged in when they found me purified in the temple without any crowds and without any riot. There were some Jews from Asia there. They are the ones who should appear before you and bring any accusations against me that they may have. Or let these people themselves say what wrong they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin, unless it is about this one thing, which I shouted out as I was standing among them. It is because of the resurrection of the dead that I am being judged before you today. Felix was quite informed about the way. He adjourned the hearing. When Lysias the tribune comes down, he said, then I will make my decision about your business. He told the centurion to keep Paul under guard, to allow him some freedom, and not to stop any of his companions from looking after him. After some days, Felix came with Drusilla, his wife, who was Jewish. They sent for Paul and listened to him speaking about the faith in the Messiah Jesus. As he talked about justice, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid. That's quite enough for now, he said. You can go. When I get a good opportunity, I'll call for you again another time. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would give him money, so he sent for him frequently and talked with him. After two years, Felix handed over the reins of office to Portius Festus. He wanted to do the Jews a favor, so he left Paul in prison. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The prosecutor for the high priest tries to accuse Paul of defiling the temple and causing riots. That defiling the temple would be a capital offense, but Paul counters by saying that as far as he is concerned, he is a faithful and observant Jew who believes that Jesus, the Messiah, had died and rose from the dead. What's more, his business throughout the world, throughout Asia, was not causing unrest, but gathering a collection of alms and offerings to bring back to his people in Jerusalem. Everything that Paul says is true, and the way he presents his defense allows him to witness to the good news about Jesus. While remaining within the protection of both Rome, he is a Roman citizen, and Rome's policy of not interfering with local religious wrangling. He is a Jew. The combination protects his life for the time being, but it does not secure his freedom. Paul spends two years under house arrest in Caesarea. It's just a sentence at the end of the chapter, but when we have completed the sentences, two years have passed, and Paul is still in jail. It must be incredibly frustrating for someone as driven as Paul to be in one place for this amount of time, to have his freedom restricted so much. In this past year, we spent a good amount of time restricted to our own homes and found it incredibly difficult. What do you suppose Paul did during these two years? Well, he wrote letters. He wrote letters that he sent to the congregations he had helped to establish throughout Asia, Macedonia, and Greece. Once again, the Holy Spirit is at work. 
Even when Paul is confined under arrest, the Holy Spirit is at work through him and in him, strengthening his faith and his understanding of the faith, and through him, strengthening the faith, defending the gospel, and answering all sorts of practical questions that these new Christian communities are confronting. Some of what Paul writes is truly inspired. These letters become part of the inspired word that we call the New Testament. And to this day, we hear God speaking to us through Paul's letters. If we should ever feel stuck or caught in a time out or like our lives are going nowhere, don't be so sure. The Holy Spirit just might be at work within you, renewing and re-equipping you for service in a new way. That seems to be what is going on here as well. Not only does Paul find a much-needed rest, but the Spirit is working in him as he learns how to write and express the faith in a coherent and understandable way. Even after years on the road as a missionary and preacher, it will still take time for Paul to learn how to write down what he has been shown about the gospel of Jesus. And we have all been blessed by this transition that takes place in the apostle's life right now. From now on, the great traveling apostle of Jesus Christ will become a prisoner dispatching letters to the faithful throughout the empire. It is in chains that the apostle Paul will lay the groundwork of what it means to live as a citizen of the kingdom of God in faith and allegiance to Jesus the Messiah. His adventure in Christ are far from over, but the work that he's been called to do has now changed. Where do you think that God is leading you as it looks like we are emerging from pandemic living? How has the Holy Spirit been at work in you this year? When you get a free moment, spend some time thinking about what's new in you or what God is making new in you. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, 
for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, for those who are oppressed, for those who are bereaved or mourning, for those who are caring for the ill, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else are we praying this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to fulfilling your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.